God, this is Prayer Rabbit, and I gotta tell you, I find a great laughing place listening to the Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Rachel. Zippity doo dah! Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of The Magic Our Way! Magic Our Way! Magic Our Way! Magic Our Way! The Magic Our Way podcast! They are truly magical and whatnot. Sante, Sante, everyone. You are listening to the Magic Ari podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. And on this show, we invite you to feel the libations. Feel it, feel it. We are artistic buffs talking about dizzy stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicArway.com is where you can find us for this show. We discuss Bob Iger's contract extension in the queue. And look, this isn't your typical polished practice pixie dust and dizzy podcast. No way. We will not be going to Walt Disney World every week to give you a rundown of how the upcoming merger between Mears Connect and Sunshine Flyer ground transportation companies is going. (laughs) That's right, Kev. We're going to drink, talk some Disney, and tell you why Bob Iger wishes he knew how to quit you. That's right. Well, just keep listening up, but you don't need a two-year extension for that. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. I'm Eli. I'm Rachel. And as always, we hope everyone in the weekend land had a great week. How's everybody doing in studio today? Doing good. Yeah, yeah. recovering. Yeah, I saw you hobbling around without your boot. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I'm getting around a little bit better. That's good, man. In a few weeks, you'll be walking around Walt Disney World, no problem. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I don't know about no problem. <laughs> I'll carry you if we go in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Oh, well, you know, he would do it for me, but he's lighter than me. Yeah. I need a new foot and a new back for that. Yeah, that's fair. We had a, a disappointing theme park experience this week. What? Whoa, where? Yeah. Six Flags? No, we have a theme park up here, a local one called Storyland. We have a Storyland. Yeah, I don't know if it's a unique name. It's pretty, I've heard of a lot of different Storylands. Creepy. I love Storyland. We've been going for a decade. Uh, my kids love it. And I mean, I haven't just been going for a decade. I've been going my whole life. Sounds like our storyland. Yeah. Yeah. I've been living in New Hampshire my whole life and been visiting every summer. And my kids were really excited to go and we've been really busy. And so Josh took a half day off of work and we decided we were going to go up for the afternoon and hit some, they have like one of those deals where if you go after two o'clock, you get a, another day of admission free. So we're oh, like, oh, wow. we'll do nice the deal. afternoon and evening, and then we'll come back another day for real. Nice. Yeah, it's about a, an hour and a half away from us. So we get all the way up there, and the parking lot is empty, like really empty. Oh, this sounds like vacation. I was about to say. Closed. It was closed. It is like vacation. There's nobody at the front telling you, right? Sorry, folks. Yes, that is what happened. It wasn't a moose at the front, but it was a parking dude looking very smug. Oh, <laughs> that's the worst. Did Josh pull yeah. out a gun and make him put you on the rides? And- <laughs> he did not. But it was like the saddest thing because my son, like, as we started to get close, he was like, guys, there's going to be a red light and then we're going to turn right. And then the next thing we see is Storyland. And he's like counting down the seconds till we see it Aww. and we see it and it's closed. And Aww. we can't go in. But like never, this place is, it's New Hampshire. So it's only open halfway through June through the first week of October. And it's not even open weekdays in September because everyone goes back to school. So we're talking about this place is open like two and a half months a year, 
And now they're taking every Tuesday off. What? Every yeah. Tuesday every. off. They're closed every Tuesday. Was your little your little son devastated? Yeah, he cried. It was a real oh, oh, no. oh. Yeah. That little boy's a trip. I, mean, he makes I know. And we had driven all that way. Like, what a bummer. Wait, was- wait, wait. How far did y'all drive? It's New Hampshire. It couldn't have been that far, right? Well, she said it was a hour and a half. Hour and, and a half? half? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like just like like from here, just, just past Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a real bummer. So kid was really sad. My daughter was sad, too, although not quite as sad, but she's older, (laughs) though. And so I'm just like struggling. Like, what can we do instead? That will be fun. For some context, we have had terrible weather here in New Hampshire. Really bad. And this was the most beautiful day we've had all summer. Oh, and the only thing I can come up with is a movie. So we spent the most beautiful afternoon of the Indoors. summer so far oh. in a movie theater. But we saw Spider-Verse. The kids have been looking forward to it. Oh, nice. yeah, I, nice. I want to see that. Yeah, that's very cool. nice. That's awesome. Well, that's cool. I, I would have said escape room. Like my, but that, that may be a little bit too mature, right? If they have escape room, yeah. I don't know. Oh. In that area. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't huh? know if they have them. I don't think it's too mature. We've, we've done that. Oh, we've gone with, yeah. Kids. We've gone with Lil and her friends. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, look, they, they rely on us a little bit, but they, they saw... They pull some yeah. stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I am going to say, they could probably see some things that we don't as adults, yeah. Yeah, they, they go out and do their own little thing, and they come back, we're like, oh, we don't even know what that's for, but we'll figure out how to make that work. So, so did y'all drive back and saw a movie, or saw a movie while you were up there? No, we saw it while we were up there, and then we went out to dinner up there. So we made a little bit of a day of it, but um, they really liked Spider-Verse, and so did I. No, oh, I saw I still want to see that. Maybe I'll do yeah. it this weekend while the wife's away. Uh, it was I'll worth it. It was yeah. good. Check it out. The graphics were so cool. It looked cool in the trailer. The first one was good. The first one was cool, too. It was just as good. Yeah, Yeah. I think. I thought it was just as good. Yeah, like I mentioned, my wife's out of town at the convention, so it was just me and the girls. And so, But they are finishing up their theater camp in the music. Nice. I mean, uh, a musical theater camp this summer, and they've been working on uh, the musical uh, Little Mermaid Jr., of all nice. things. Little Mermaid Jr. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically an hour version of the story. (laughs) You know, so it's like all the hit songs. And a bit of the dialogue compressed into an hour, so that's the, really the best way to see it. Yes. <laughs> what are, what what are the parts in the? Oh, they're sea creatures. <laughs> sea so, creatures. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah, you know, this is their first camp, so they, you know, they're, they're not getting one of the top roles yet. Oh, okay. But they're, they're but they're co- what uh, totally uh, you know, political. Yeah, in <laughs> what theater world they call like chorus, you know, the background chorus. But you know, they're on yeah. stage. They're they're always on front. You know. At the end of the Under the Sea number, they're out in front doing this with <laughs> jazz hands. <You laughs> yeah. Know, they're pointing at Ariel and stuff. And so, yeah, no, it was cool. I saw it for the first time today. They had a performance last night. And so while the wife's away, I'm driving them all around to their little hour performances all weekend, So, which is great. You know, it's not too problem. Not right. bad. I get to hear all the different music and, um, and see the show like three more times. <laughs> you know, cause that's what I fell in love with the music of The Little Mermaid. I remember working at a summer camp when the, I was a volunteer when The Little Mermaid came out. And we had a summer camp and they did Under the Sea. And I, by the time they finished practice i knew every word to under the sea i did mermaid become one of my favorite because you had to you know watch it with the choreography and whatnot and getting them to do what they needed to do so it was it's a it's a good music man this thing's awesome mm-hmm. you know and then also i finished up uh, a production of the little shop of horrors whose music uh, was written by the same people yeah. <laughs> i love little shop of horrors yeah, that's one yeah. of my favorite musicals. Yeah, written by Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, same two people that did Little Mermaid. In fact, there's a song in Little Shop of Horrors that's very much like I'll have to do a show on this. Very much like Part of Your World. What, which song is that? It's uh, um, uh, somewhere that's green. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at some I point we one. had to stop in the middle number because something went wrong, and then the rest of the cast started singing Part of Your World. I could see that. <laughs> Which I was hilarious. Totally see that, yeah. I started laughing. I, was, I think I was the only one that guffawed when they went <laughs> into that. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so that's how my week's been, and, and my weekend will continue to be. But yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good Disney week, I should say. That's mm, great, man. Yeah. Well, look, guys, enough of our jibber-jabber, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about regarding Iger and Iger. his extensions. Extension, yeah. sorry. He doesn't have extensions. Be kind of weird. That'd be awesome <laughs> if you did that, right? Yeah, a little bit. Party in the back. He's fake enough for it. Iger is going no. to be with us till the end of 2026. So, man, let's go talk about it right now. Welcome to the queue, the segment in which we get to discuss all the news and happenings in the world of Disney today. Now, we are recording this on Friday, July 14th, and as I stated at the beginning of the show, the big news of this past week in the world of Disney is that the board has unanimously approved a two-year extension for Bob Iger to remain as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Now, originally, Iger was slated to step down towards the end of 2024. This extension now puts his departure at the end of 2026 roughly a little over two years, two and a half years, three years later. Iger said in a statement that he agreed to stay long longer because, and I quote, there is much more to accomplish before this transformative work is complete. And he wanted to ensure Disney is strongly positioned when my successor takes the helm. Now, many news outlets suggest that this gives Disney some breathing room to find his successor. The same news outlets also report that shares climbed 1.5% in early pre-market trading on Thursday due to this news. Although, CNBC reports that little has happened to Disney shares because of this and that the stock has actually only gone up 1% year to date. However, CBS News reports that shares rose 30 cents or 0.3% in the early afternoon trading on Thursday. So again, guys, curate your news carefully. Yeah, news to kind of just tells the narrative they want to tell Mm -hmm. it really does and they just throw quotes in there without context because a lot of these things are just separate sentences and you know if if you guys have been listening to the show i like to pull up a lot of different links and stories to make sure that somewhere in there i can find the truth and for this particular thing i pulled what uh, six eight different stories on the subject and i had to throw the thing about shares and stock in there because it's like why is this sentence by itself and then as i got to dig everybody had their own spin on it and I was like, okay, the, the, calm down, guys. <laughs> you, know, you know, like Cristiano Ronaldo would say, comma, <laughs> comma, 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 comma. <laughs> Mark G. Parker, chairman of the Walt Disney Company, had this to say about the extension. All right. Chairman. Guy chairman. That, he, that got put in, right? The guy from Nike, right? The guy from Nike. Yes. Gotcha. This guy. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I quote this because it's straight from the Disney website, the, the, the Disney board website. And I quote, time and again, Bob has shown an unparalleled ability to successfully transform Disney to drive future growth and financial returns, earning him a reputation as one of the world's best CEOs. Ooh. Holy sh! <laughs> that is a statement. Yes. Yeah. And I continue to quote, Bob has once again set Disney on the right strategic path for ongoing value creation and to ensure the successful completion of this transformation while also allowing ample time to position a new CEO for long-term success, the board determined it is in the best interest of shareholders to extend his tenure, and he has agreed (laughs) 
to our request to remain chief executive officer through the end of 2026, end quote. With all that butt kissing that dude's doing, I hope he don't kiss his mama with that mouth. Mmm, <laughs> chocolatey. <laughs> and it was mm. unanimous butt kissing, too. It was a lot of butt Unanimous kissing. voting, yes. Well, you mean the same board that Iger appointed? <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. How about that? Boards are strategy. It's kind of like their questionnaires when they, you know, it's like, hey, we interviewed the guests and they said they want this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there you, know, you go. He's right on the Thanos as far as the strategic bad guy. <laughs> does you know, he have the gems, though? He does. Well, let's see. Marvel, Pixar, Disney. I, yeah, that is a gauntlet. <laughs> he has, all, he has the, the gauntlet. He has the gauntlet. Interesting. He doesn't know what to do with all of it at the same time as what happens when you have too much power. So you're suggesting where's our Iron Man that's going to save us from this tyranny? I mean, you know, <laughs> may as well go down there and get that Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet for 1995, whatever it costs. Yep. Just go up there and show them how it's done. <laughs> the little plastic thing in Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get your head stuck in there. <laughs> it makes a clack clack sound. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Save it a day for him. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, anyway, guys, I would like to remind the Moeka Nation that Iger reassumed the position of CEO the weekend before Thanksgiving 2022. I feel like we just did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we recorded a show back then. Mm-hmm. Very not much. Iger longer. Watch. Iger Watch. That's yes. It. And uh, as expected, Danny made some awesome points, as, as you ought to do. Oh, yes. Very much prophetic. so. I've got my own little Nike guy on the board right here. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't have as much money. Though, so I'm sorry. I can't, I can't help you with your August trip. Oh, yeah. I can buy your scooter, though. Well, you've already helped enough with that. Oh, man. Anyway, look, this is one of the awesome points that you made. I I had to pull this from that because I swear we just did this. And I thought this was funny. And I thought this was kind of apropos for now. I think I said it in the group. This is like killing off Snoke and and running into the open arms of the emperor. (laughs) Save me! (laughs) As the story that Disney has portrayed in the Star Wars universe, the, the emperor persists. As we can see. He does, yes. Which I thought was interesting. And Iger's doing the same thing. And there's another quote that I pulled about Iger's issues with succession, which I thought was apropos for the show. Okay. Here we go. Notoriously, Bob Iger, you know, he's had trouble with succession. We do know that. <laughs> Successing? Yes. All that. <laughs> Iger, stick, Iger, Iger stuck around. How many times was he supposed to retire? Was he supposed to retire like back in 2006? Yep. And he just kept sticking around, sticking around, sticking yep. around. And all of a sudden, he, oh, you know what? Shit, pandemic coming. I didn't see that coming. You know what? I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Back. This is your t- takeover, bro. I'm out of exactly. here. That was a good time for me to bow out. Very, very sage, just like looking forward. And here we are with the extension. How yeah. about that? Deja very vu all over again. Yeah. So that was uh, Officer of Weekend, or I'm sorry, Captain. Captain Cajun. Captain Cajun, yes. Cajun, Cajun Chavez. Chavez. That's right. That's right. That was him on the show, and we'll have him one day. I know, Rachel, he wants to be on the show with you one day, so hopefully we'll get Yeah, that would be that. great. We'll get him up here. But anyway, I, I listened to that show, because in preparation for this, I was like, oh, you know, I listened to this one question that Danny posed, and I thought this was also appropriate for what we did. So this is what Danny asked back on that show, back in Thanksgiving 2022. Hmm. Speaking of speculation, what would Iger have to do to kind of win you over right now like if there was like the top two or three things that Iger could do what would win you over so this is where i kind of like to start the discussion because so far we've had this time it's only been since the end of november to now and oh wow my first question there's two questions my first question is has he won you over with what he's done so far that's a tough yeah, yeah that's he's ran off everyone from the park so i have fewer wait times to have to worry about lesser time spent in lines that is true we did have a good time yeah uh, nobody in the park uh when we went so yay 
<laughs> yeah, with a question mark. I, love I it. guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, if there's one good thing he's done, yes, he's he's killed attendance. <laughs> I don't know how well that that does for the stockholders and and the Disney company, but as a fan, yeah, it's it's much better to go to the parks when you don't have to wait that much in line. Well, back when you played that, I don't even know what my answer would have been. Oh, uh, I have it if you no, want to hear it. I, I, <laughs> You pass Eli, okay. future Eli. We don't need to beat. Um, <laughs> I bet past Eli was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, he varies from time to good. time. He was good. He was good. But I was going to say the only thing that, uh, and I know we covered this in, in one of the shows, is uh, how he handled the whole DeSantis thing. Mm, I, I yeah. thought that was that was pretty genius. You I like mean, that? Yeah. yeah. I well, yes, because it in one sense, um, and I know we don't need to no, 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 that, but yeah, yeah. To, to say that Disney is its own entity as far as entertainment and that's the kind of stuff that we cover as to how they could be a better entertainer mm -hmm. um that's good but once you're getting like politics coming in here and then saying hey you need to be at this platform and your word needs to be this i like the way he was able to defend the company and they kind of get this dude off DeSantis that is kind of like off the back for a bit uh that won me over a little bit but okay you know that was like you know that situation is still going on i know <laughs> okay i know i mean that I, I, I think that's part of I, we could get it this later but i think that's part of the reason why they kept them as well kind of you know it's to finish hard, the fight it's hard to have it's hard for your house to be robbed when you know there's a big dog on the porch there you go yeah that's, that's true that's, that's a good way to put it okay yeah. what about you rachel has, has he won you over um i i liked eli's point i i thought I think that Bob Iger is doing a much better job handling the DeSantis factor than Bob Chapek was. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's had a lot of time to make a lot of changes that are uh, exciting to me, or I guess he has had some time. He really hasn't made them. I do remember a story we covered a little while ago about Imagineers saying that they feel like they had more freedom under Iger that they're getting more of their their plans like put forward there's like less red tape they're feeling heard i guess you would say yeah they're feeling heard i forget what story that was in relation to but i remember us talking about imagineers feeling like now that Iger's back they are able to do a little bit more of their work one of those guys that had left came back remember that one of the like yeah, head imagineers right, right, i can't right. remember his name yes yeah, so we haven't really seen a lot from that you know revival of Imagineering, but I'm really hoping that when D23 comes around at the very beginning of September, which is actually not that far away, just a couple of months, that we might have some things to look forward to. We need them. Yeah, we That's definitely need sure. them. Yeah. Um, as far as me, what I think, I, I don't want to sound too weak on this, but I feel like it's too early to tell if if he's done enough to win me over. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by what he's done so far, but to me, this feels like, oh, I've gone on a three dates with this girl. God, I want to marry her. That's <laughs> happened before. To that's kind of that's kind of early, right? Uh, yeah, well, to determine whether or not love. he's done. Yeah, I mean, love is love. Yeah, what if, sure. What if she's built really well. Sure, but still, at the same time, it's like, <laughs> man, you haven't had enough time to prove any worth. Mm. But apparently, it's enough for like the board to like, hey, put a ring on it. Well, <laughs> at least for another two him, years. Though. Yeah, they were already married to him. It's not like the first date. I don't know. Like, let's do a show in two years and see if he's actually leaving. But, you know, <laughs> well, that's I might be playing thing. the same damn clips again. I, that's what I would say. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Dave. You about? To yeah, no. I was yeah. gonna say maybe I answered this question in too sarcastic of a manner and didn't give it the thought. Like y'all guys are taking that that question seriously. Like has he won you over within the uh, what's it been like eight months? Yeah, I guess, since eight this months, has yeah. happened. 
I was being a little flippant by saying, yeah, he killed the tenants in the park. So there's that. <laughs> but I think that's a valid observation, yeah, though, because it's persisting throughout the summer. Right. Well, I think some of that's his fault. Some of that is uh, more economic. Some of it is, you know. Yeah. Well, he's sure. not worried yeah. if, he, if, you know, he's not worried. About no, it. I heard <laughs> that. But I mean, has he? I'm trying to think is he, if he's done anything like he's really done. Like, I, I'll tell you this, the changing of Genie Plus to being a by day fluctuating price schedule where you're paying per part that is a nightmare they brought back the dining plan that was a good thing but you know upon not back yet they it, talked about it it's yeah. not back yet yeah they talked about but it. upon looking at what he's proposing to do and the price it just i don't know i'm still having trouble seeing how this is going to be of value i just don't and and to what recently he just said that he's fine with the price point the way it is <laughs> yeah. the, every the pricing's fine it's fine. You know, it's, everything's fine. He's like the little puppy dog with the yeah. fire behind him. Yeah, everything's fine. It's okay. It's just yeah. good. The movies that have come out in that time frame has not been anything memorable. Or the Disney Plus series. And yeah. Stuff. It's not anything like super like, oh my gosh. So like, I mean, I'm trying to be sincere because y'all, y'all seem to take the question a little bit more sincere than I did. <laughs> but I thought it was valid though. I thought that was it a very knows. valid observation. You no. Know? Yeah. Like when I was asking at the time, I, I think my answer to that question would have been like, you know, Make Disney a little bit more affordable. I, I don't remember exactly what I would have said, but that, I think that's what I, where I would have gone. Increased capacity in the parks, that kind of thing. Sure. No, I liked your answer about less attendance. It was easy to get through. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that's not. I don't think that's exactly what they want to be happening right now. But it sounds like he's earned a, for everybody. It's not for all of us here. It sounds like he's earned a little bit of clout, but I don't think it's enough fully win you over. Like, it, yes, he's the man. Um, right yeah maybe a scotia class like, right. yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to smidgen with his response to the whole desantis thing and uh that's kind of died down a little bit it'll be back yeah it'll, it'll come back sure but beyond that for what he's actually done I, this is a disappointment to me i mean yeah this yeah. is a huge disappointment not a lot for fans i guess but i do i mean i have heard it anecdotally that cast members are happier which I'm, it's and good, so that's good. You know? I mean, that trickles down. We hope. Is that the woke cast members or just any cast members? Yeah, I think from what I've, I mean, I'm I'm not a cast member, so I don't know. No, but I, from what I have sorry, heard, you know, yeah, yeah, no. From what I have heard, it's it's just kind of overall. People seem to be a little bit more hopeful, a little bit happier uh, than they were under Bob Chapek. They feel a little more inspired. Well, that's good. Yeah, that is good. I think that Iger's always done a good job of maintaining a relationship with the cast members. He, he's he's done really really good at that. He's always been a good... I don't know what happened in this last interview. He got a lot of flack for a lot of his answers in this recent interview that he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, which is one of the things that we said about Chapek in comparison to Iger, that Iger was very careful with his words and knew not to incite further investigation into something he don't want to know a piece of. Mm -hmm. Right. He he didn't make people mad over some of his comments, whereas Chapek would just bumble, stumble his way into... You know, a hornet's nest whenever he opened his mouth. Fun times, though. Fun times for cheap. Oh, man. But times. when you're sitting there saying when the average family of four can't afford to go to Disney World, the price point's fine, that, you know, people aren't showing up because it's a little hot out. <laughs> yeah, you might be ticking off a few people out there who are like, this, this guy doesn't see the problem. Yeah, so I priced it out for this family uh, looking for one day at Hollywood Studios. Two adults, three kids, and it was $950, a little bit over, actually. So you're talking about almost $1,000 for a family of five to spend one day at Hollywood Studios. Because remember now, the parks are priced differently. 
each day. So Magic Kingdom is the most expensive, and then Hollywood Studios, and then Epcot, and Animal Kingdom. That's me. Yeah, yeah that's me, family fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. Not- that's not taking into account Genie Plus. That's not taking into right. account individual Lightning Lane. Yeah. Right. And then, it, so then they were interested in Park Hopper. I looked that up. That was almost $1,300 for one day for a family of five for a Park Hopper. I'm getting a heart attack for this family right now here. Now. Oh, yeah. now, I don't want to scare people off. If you do a package with a longer stay and more days, you're not paying that much per day. The price goes down as you continue to add more days on. So right. a five-day ticket per day is not going to be $1,300 per day. But if I'm a DVC person, though, with, with even though I'm staying in my hotel, it sounds like I'm paying like a grand Good for a bit. day, right? Yeah. Well, if you got a longer ticket, so like if you got a five-day ticket, you would be paying less per day than what I just said. So those prices per day that I, that I just said, the $1,300 for a park hopper, that's if you only buy one single-day ticket. But if you buy a longer length ticket, the price okay. is, yeah, They each additional day is less expensive. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Rachel, but doesn't that only start if you go up to four days? It mostly starts at four days. It does it does reduce even at two days, but not very much. Right. You're not going to see a big difference. But at four, five, six days especially, you start seeing a big, adding each additional day becomes a negligible cost. All right. So now that we've kind of addressed that question for November 22, and it sounds like all of us up until this point, up until Friday, July 14th, 2023, he's established some clout, which it sounds like, but it doesn't feel like he's completely won us over yet because mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't feel like there's enough time. I open the floor to any comments about this story. What do you guys think about his extension to the end of 2026? <sighs> I mean, are you surprised? Do you feel bad? Are you just like, no, no I'm not. I'm not to, this is about as surprising as Disney losing money on another live action remake. <laughs> is, it more, is, it, is, it, is it like, oh, yeah, he got extended. Whoopee. Yeah. Is it like that? Or is it like it's more depressing than it is anything else? Now, the, 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 certainly shocking. Like, look, to be fair, is eight months enough time to find a worthy successor? Probably not. But he still has well over a year left in his contract. <laughs> no, exactly. That's why I was. That's why I was saying with my comment about like you know yeah yeah I, I, I've been dating her for a little bit. I'm gonna put a ring on it right away. You have all this time to do a successor. Well, why extend now? Well, and but that's where the depression I think comes in because when he signed that contract in 2022, I think it was what November 2022 November 20, when he, when yeah, he came yeah, back. Yeah. When he signed that contract in 2022, didn't he say? that finding a successor was going to be his and the board's number one priority. Yeah, because he didn't do it right first time. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hear that he is being extended well into 2026, it makes it sound like that search isn't necessarily going very well. And when you take into account his history, this just sounds like more of the same old <laughs> <laughs> He has trouble with successing, as you passed Danny Exactly, said. Yeah. and that's what I'm trying to say. So that's why this is depressing because for those who are unfamiliar with his history of contract extensions the man had what four contract extensions many 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 at least four (laughs) in his first 15 years as ceo he extended his contract at least four times that I, i can remember and throughout that entire time he swore up and down they were searching for a replacement and meanwhile, candidate after candidate would come in, they would leave, they would go, and Bob just never found anybody they felt was worthy of the throne. Well, until a worldwide pandic- pandemic came along that <laughs> pretty much threatened to destroy the very way Disney does business. Right, yeah. Yeah, then he was out. 
Go, goes to show how little I know about the world of business. I guess I should have taken a class or something because just stupid me, I would think that in the middle of a worldwide epidemic that is threatening to destroy every revenue stream you have available, that would be the worst time to switch veteran leadership to the new, unproven, inexperienced rookie. But no, but, but, you know, you're right. Yeah. But if you don't want your record smudged, right? And that's what we're talking about. Yeah, here. you buy yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, that was that was the whole point of the sarcasm is that it just speaks to a consistent pattern of it's not about the company, it's about me. me. Yeah. It's about my legacy. It's about me maintaining control. Eight months in, still a year and what four months left on the deal, and we're already throwing in the towel and being like, no, 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 no. We need at least until twenty twenty six to find a successor. No, this board is loyal to him. Oh, he's one of the world's best CEOs. Yeah, I mean, I come on. At this point, they got to bring in the sword and the stone. I agree. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I like that analogy. Oh, that's funny. I mean, how hard is it, really? And not, th- I'm, I'm not trying to undervalue what CEOs do. I'm sure it, it's an incredibly hard job. I know yeah. it is. Oh you no, know, yeah. I, I read his biography, his memoir, and I, you know, I can appreciate all of the work that he does and how hard it is. But I just, I don't know. It's not like there's some kind of unique quality to being a CEO that no one else possesses. You know, I just, I feel like the, the board sees Bob Iger as this like irreplaceable human being. And I'm, I think he's, he's good at his job. Clearly. I mean, he's great at his job. He's been reliable. He's been so good for the company. So many good things have happened, but I just, I, this seems it's, it's a CEO folks. He's, he's not a God. Like (laughs) we're not looking for, uh, a deity here you know like it's there's got to be other people that are qualified there's got to be other people that have ideas you know i'm i don't know a ton about him but josh tomorrow seems very energetic he seems like he has vision i know he's a parks guy so that's part of why i like him i think he cares about the parks a lot but there, i mean there's got to be people out there that can pick up the reins and move forward i just think Iger's having a hard time letting go i think the board likes him they feel comfortable with him they make money because of him they make money because of him the stock market's not doing well right now overall and so i think they just it's like a little security blanket they're just going to keep it a little longer which is fine it's just a bummer because i don't think a lot's going to change i don't think we're going to see a lot of new development or new energy until after i couldn't agree more yeah Yeah, and and that's the thing it's like with this universe uh, they're all looking for the next wall right they're not thinking about the next roy which or usually, even Eisner. And, hey, well, that, that's a, that's what that's where my point's going. It's like um, there's always uh, there's always two. Like it's like kind of like Sith. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. have the creative and you have to have the businessman. It was Walt and Roy, and that's what made it happen. And then it, uh, for Eisner, it was him and oh, what was his Frank Wells? Frank Wells. Thank you. It was Eisner yeah. and Wells. It's yeah. Iger and Iger. Yeah, that's how big his ego is. Two of them. I think it could be Josh tomorrow, but could be. But he hasn't. It, it hasn't come forth. Like it's like. When we no. say Eisner Wells, it's like it's Eisner Wells. No period. And when Wells left, it, it all went to hell because that balance was out of whack. But you knew the you knew the roles. Like Walt was the creative guy, Roy was the financial guy, Michael was the creative guy, Frank was the uh, the the financial, the financial guy. Yeah, made it work. Bob Iger is not a creative. He can, no, very he can say it as much as he wants to say it. He is a poor poor creative. His idea of creativity is 
I like that. I'm going to go buy it. Yeah, steal it. He's uh, he's out of balance. If he had somebody on the opposite side like uh, Frank Wells, like Roy Disney, maybe he could be continuing that legacy. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying he needs a creative. He no, has no, no, that's creative. what I'm saying. No, he's he's not a creative. Yeah, right. he has to have a right. He needs to, he needs to be in balance. Is my point. You have to have the creative in business. Which and I was going to make this point earlier. It's like. Yeah, we're not, none of us are business people, but at the same time, that's what balances business people is the creatives. You, know, you can't have one without the other, or else in this case, this is what you have. You know, so Iger is definitely not the creative person, which is fine as long as you bring in a creative person to balance your business person out. There can't be a lack of creative people at the Disney Corporation. I just like, I think about people who are creative, who are artists, who are visionaries. They want to work for Disney. They must be there. Well, like, yeah, he got rid of the hugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I thought he was going to be a great balance, but oh, nope. yeah. The problem yeah. with what you just said, Rachel, I, I believe is that, yeah, I, I believe there are creative people there, but I think there is a overall directive that handcuffs them from being truly creative. I mean, I, I think there had to be better ideas in the books for Galaxy's Edge, don't you? I mean, I think there was. We talked about it. Yeah. There was. None of it came from fruition. None of it came to fruition. In your mind, you can concoct a better idea of what Galaxy's Edge could have been than what we got. Two rides. One of them's a simulator. The other one's amazing. A bar that you got to stand up in. And the amazing ride is not being kept up. No <laughs> signature dining <laughs> no. establishment. Yeah, it's, it was really not put together well. So I think there are creative people there. I think it's the directive. I think that there are a lot of people working for Disney that would rather do anything else than to retell the same old classic tales in doing these live-action remakes. I mean, say what you will about Michael Eisner with his direct-to-DVD sequels that he would do to classic uh, you know, movies, but at least it was going to DVD. It was something, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars on the devel- in the marketing and everything that goes into these movies that consistently lose money. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I feel like they have to get a creative on board. If I was going to stay... Or if they replace Iger with a businessman, they have to get a creative on board that has the same level of power as the business person in charge. That's the only way that it'll work. You can't have the creative guy or whoever's below him, whether the business guy and you have a creative guy, be the subordinate. It has to be equals. It will never work. Ooh, good luck. Bob Iger would never give that up. Yeah. Not in a million years. And that's the thing. It's like if you're if, if Disney, if y'all are choosing a successor. You got to recognize that that's what makes your company tick is that having that balance between creative and business. Because at the same time, I love being creative, but you can't have all creative because no. nothing will ever get done. Right. right. You, know, you got to have the business person to help keep things on track because creative people are just not business savvy. And that's not our job to be business savvy. You know, I, I'm speaking that as a creative person myself. But, you know, you have that balance. And who knows? Maybe at the end of 2026, I will announce a duo. <laughs> this is the uh, tag team matchup for the championship. It's going to take over Disney Company. He finds his Garfunkel. Yes. Oh boy! Okay. This is the Simon and Garfunkel, the the, the Hall and Oats. You know, oh, whatever, whatever you want. The animal and Hawk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would hope so. But I, I would also say, like to your succession successor point. I mean, I mean this. Whoever the new group of you know new mutants would be to go mm-hmm. ahead and steer this <laughs> ship here, right? I mean, they would have to know a good deal about everything. Like in other words, if- I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I would, I would think, I would think so. Michael Eisner, when he came over, didn't know anything. He was just working in a movie. Yeah, it's fair. It's like an Iger before he comes and takes over, right? He's he a weatherman, weather, right? <laughs> yeah. But now he worked in TV a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, a little bit. But I, I would think that. I guess my point is, is to say that. 
there's now a little more multifaceted, right? You got yeah. parks. You've more got, complicated. Yeah, it's more complicated. Thank you. It's, that's a better word okay. for it. It's yeah. way more complicated. So if you have a CEO that's like the head of Mattel, they're like, yeah, I know all the stuff about He-Man and all the toys and kids like toys. Yeah. Okay, well, what are you going to do? Do you like sports? No, I don't like sports. Okay, well, you got a problem now because we own ESPN. What are you going to do about that? I don't know. All right, you're fired. You know what I mean? So this guy has made it so complex that they cannot really be one person that comes in to succeed him unless he really does take the time and show them every aspect of that business that he has done. And he may not know it completely himself. No, you know, you make an interesting point because any good businessman will make a data-driven decision. Yes, that's what And if you don't know about the, like, say you don't know about sport, well, you're going to keep it viable so long as the data supports the fact that you should make the decision to support it. Right. But the minute it doesn't, oh, we got to cut it. But now, again, like, the the guy that is a Mattel CEO or whatever, right? Because I, I I read that he or, or that person is in the running. It'd be the most awesome Disney toys ever. I mean, yeah, just like, you know, like <laughs> Mickey Mouse be all bucked up with a sword and stuff. I would go and see that. Absolutely. But I don't know how that would translate for a stakeholder, you know, or, or someone who's like, how do I make money off of this? Because that, like we've already stated before, that seems to be one of the biggest factors here is how much money can be generated post-pandemic, you know, post whoever was ahead of this dude. And that's part of the reason why I think, amongst other things, but in this case, talk just about the successes, I think that's why they keep them. They don't trust anyone else, and there's not going to really be anyone else that learns that model because this is the only guy that stole the model. Well, I think there's a, a bit of truth to that, to the sense that, yeah, that people feel comfortable with him. They, they do believe that he's the only one that can do this. And I also believe that they know their pockets are going to get lined and and their wallets will Mm -hmm. always be full as long as Bob's taking care of them. But at the same time, do you really think Bob Iger reads every script? Do you think he knows how to animate a (laughs) a fish? You know, it's like you don't need to know every aspect of it. You're not going to. Now, as time goes on, you're you're going to catch on more and more. But you got to trust the people working under you at some point in time and just make good overall business decisions based on what you should go forward with. I mean, this dude's doing so much crazy stuff. I mean, he get more extensions than a bald-headed stripper at the club right now. Get well, some hair. You know what I mean? Come on. That's part of <laughs> What? Yeah, I said that. A bald-headed stripper. Yeah, and extensions. He's got more extensions <laughs> than a bald-headed bald stripper clip. Yeah. What is she attaching the hair to? <laughs> that's what makes that it lace fun. front? She got that lace front. She got front. that one piece of curl that did make it work. You know, they kind of <laughs> slick and then attach all the extensions. It's those loose sides she's all got right. going got on. All that that went somewhere. <laughs> it's anyway, about extensions. What do you want? You need to stop going to Visions. <laughs> uh, I need to get my eyes checked some yeah. more. For you movies out there, Visions is a cheap New Orleans locals club where people hang out. It's not as expensive and it's not as And pro. they serve good lunch. What do you want? But looking at this pragmatically, I mean, yeah. Bob Iger is a 72-year-old multimillionaire. He's run Disney for 15 years. How hungry do you really think he is to prove himself at this point? I mean, really. That's a good point. Uh, you know, he's already proven that he's a good CEO as, as it pertains to the shareholders. He knows how to monetize assets. I don't know that he's ever proven that he can cultivate true creativity amongst his... His, his uh, peeps. Yeah, his peeps, yeah. But uh, I, I do think he's an excellent businessman. But at 72 years old, is your finger really on the pulse of what younger people... I mean, this is all about family entertainment. His kids are all grown. Some of the best attractions we've ever gotten at Disney was because... Some younger executive took their even younger kid down the Imagineering, and they were like, I like that. 
Oh, that's Eisner. That's, that's the story about Eisner. Yeah. Eisner, yeah, with Splash Mountain. There was uh, Star Tours. Star Tours. Star Tours yeah, exactly. Tom Staggs brought his kid to see New Fantasyland. The kid's like, "There's nothing to do for boys," and that's how he ended up with Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because everything was, you know, Aurora and Belle and Ariel and Pixie Hollow and because all because they make money exactly. And not one single executive thought enough to say, "Yeah, what about the boys? What are they going to do?" And so sometimes being of that age where you're young enough, where you're still in, in touch with what Bob Iger is not in touch with what the public wants anymore. You, you know, Dan, you raise a great point because part of that whole transaction process that you were just speaking about between the young and the old requires the old to listen. Maybe Iger is not listening or he, maybe he doesn't have anybody to listen to or maybe he does and he's not listening. He doesn't yeah, have a which is me. which is well no I mean I mean not not just literally listening but just like actually hearing the person yeah, no. maybe mm-hmm. this is like a grandkid that he, that's speaking but he's not hearing the idea <laughs> or something I don't know or he's just too overworked with everything I mean everything that he's managing that's a yes I would go I can for see that, that. yeah I, I would go the for that yeah Keep that's it, a lot to juggle there's just no way and he just doesn't trust anybody else to step up there because he's afraid to give up his position that's funny though like his Grand, his grandson's like, I got an idea for your grandpa. Like, hey, tell you a CEO, I ain't listening to words you say, kid. Give me a beer. Oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and fetch my shoes and newspaper. Oh, well, it's not even about seeing an idea. It's about just having a perspective because Bob Iger is not the person these attractions and these movies are being made for. That is you, He is not the target audience. Uh, no, no. He just knows. He just knows. Like, well, in his peak, he just knew, hey, let's just get all his property and then uh, we'll just suck it up like Monopoly, and then uh, we're good. And then what ended up happening is, everybody was like, wow, you have all this stuff. How will you expand these stories? How will you make this happen? And the one thing he has not done, unless you guys tell me different, he's never used the creators of said property, like the people that actually built it before it got to him, and said, hey, let's see what you guys do with it, because you had this company going before we came and took it over. Look, he allowed Kevin Feige and them to run Marvel and, and finish out the Infinity Saga, saga yeah. the way it was they, they had set it out to do it. I think the only time he kind of stepped in was because he wanted uh, the Black Panther. He takes credit for being the guy to say, no, we're doing Black Panther. He does take credit for that. And then Black Panther, by the way, was a brilliant movie. I mean, it's shocking that it was that Part of a thing to make happen, but I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and Tom Holland, right? He takes credit for breaking Tom Holland into MCU from Sony and all that stuff, right? Was ooh, that, I don't remember the, reading that was in his it, autobiography. Was it Sony or was it just like Spider Man in general? Well, no, yeah. no, no. It wasn't, yeah. They brokered a deal with Sony, but Tom Holland didn't work for Sony. But he made it so that, yeah, the Spider Man could make a guest the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. wondering. Yeah, I, I remember thinking. seeing yeah, a yeah. clip of that, and then Tom Holland thanked him like in the they were in an interview together or something like that yeah so i mean to give him credit as far as credit is due there he did allow that to play out now when it comes to collaborate now now you need a vision for where it's going marvel has been adrift i mean everyone knows it it's not a secret marvel's a mess right now i mean name one franchise that bob Iger purchased that is better off now than when he purchased i'll wait (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go use Duffy, Duffy. (laughs) duffy the disney bear Oh wait! I, don't know. Disney I mean, Star Wars was not doing a lot when he purchased it. It wasn't doing a lot, but it ended on a good note. Yeah, I was gonna say it ended on a yeah. good note. The prequels were better received, I would say, than what the the postquels, whatever you call them. Be. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, but I mean, the promise of Star Wars was always there. Like, if you were gonna do another three movies, there's not a 
single movie, the, the fact that it was mismanaged so terribly, I would say, and, and even The Mandalorian, which has been successful, I think the elements of The Mandalorian has been successful has been because we have this great creative think tank of people here coming up with original stories to tell, and we're doing this whole interesting, different... No, they're borrowing heavily from the extended universe universe yeah. that that has already been written about thrawn and oh, yeah, the, the dark, dark saber oh, yeah, the dark saber yeah all that, all that they're stuff. just borrowing like stuff that were it's same thing with the same the, thing with marvel, marvel. Yeah. yeah secret invasion is a very old story but matter of fact i mean they're not even doing it right in this in this case because in the in the comics the scrolls imitate everybody like superheroes super villains well we're not getting that we get the government conspiracy so therefore you're already ripping off the viewer from something they could have read about and gotten a more fantastic story with and that, that would be my only complaint or caveat with uh with the content it's like you have literally fantastic material like you you've you've handpicked the most out-the-box stuff that anybody could ever conceive and your choice is, is to put it on the service so everybody can view it but it has the most mundane plot to it it's safe. It it is. It's just safe. Every show, every it's a bunt. It's always no one swings for the fences. No, no nobody's pointing right. out to left field, right. saying doing that. Like, but everybody group. wants you to do it because they've seen you do it, and they know based on what they've read or viewed in, in past instances. They're like, oh yeah, we want to see this. Just give it to us. That's how you end up with uh, another Star Wars trilogy that. The very first movie right off the gate, people are like, that is exactly like the first movie. I yeah, still can't it, watch that right. on TBS. It is free. I still it's, can't watch. It's it's rough. It, it really is rough. I still can't watch. All right. So I think now is a good time to revisit Danny's question from that show back in November 22 because I have an answer. I have an answer. So let, let's let pass Danny ask the question again. And now this is the scope between now, Friday, July 14, 2023, to the end of 2026. So Danny, past Danny is asking this again. Speaking of speculation, what would Iger have to do to kind of win you over right now? Like, if there was, like, the top two or three things that Iger could do, what would win you over? So, in the course of our conversation, my answer has become this. I want to see three awesome decisions come from something that is not data-driven, that you're trusting a creative to make Mm. that is a solid story that comes to fruition and is something that is awesome. Ooh, I like how you work. That, that is what I want. I felt that. If you can do that between now and the end of 2026, then yes, I will support whatever Mark, want, the Nike guy wants to call you, is one of the greatest CEOs. Sure, why not? <laughs> so it's like, if that you can do that, do. yeah, that, that's a big stretch because everything we've talked <laughs> about so far, with it being safe, all the decisions with IP, that is data-driven decisions purely. Absolutely. We know it's made money before, and if we capitalize on that, we'll make further make money. You know, it's the same kind of concept where people are like, oh, the Disney movies aren't doing so well. Well, they don't really care because Disney will make up the money in the parks. I've read some articles like that. You know, they'll make up with merchandise in the parks. A Little Mermaid? Yeah, but it's still in the people's minds. So they'll buy Little Mermaid in the parks. Indiana Jones? Eh, it doesn't matter. They'll buy a bullwhip in the parks. It'll balance out the fact that the box office things are sagging. But if Iger can approve three unknown entities not data driven you're just like yes damn it this is a good story i think this will catch on if you could do three i want three you have completely sold me over and i'll sold it. well okay can i take that question and and kind of reverse it a little bit not not the question it's, it's your question no, 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 yeah. no, i'm sorry your answer <laughs> oh my answer okay i want to yeah, take sure, your sure, answer and kind of reverse it has there been three original ideas that has come forth while he's been in charge of disney that you would say would fit 
what you're talking about there because I would say Coco would fit that bill as a Onward. movie that came out. Yeah. yeah. Onward and Frozen, I would think would be three that resonated with the public. Up? Hmm. Moana. No, I didn't oh, say Moana. Up. Sorry, I meant, oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Moana. My bad. I thought I said Moana. My bad. Okay. Yeah. So then that's, that's Moana, Coco, Coco, and Frozen. Frozen. Or like maybe the three best things that have occurred under on, on his watch. Yes, but they're capitalized on it, but putting things in the parks based upon those IP. Whereas the reverse, where you have the Haunted Mansion movie, there is already an attraction that has like popularity, and now you're basing a movie upon it. And now you, there's buzz about Captain Jack Sparrow coming back, and you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. You know, and but that's a but if you give me like completely new, completely. I, you know, just there's I no data in. to back up the, the fact that this could be successful. Oh, you, shit. If you can do me that, I'm good. I don't know if I want to give him credit for those, like Frozen and Moana. Um, like those were, those were somebody else's ideas. Now, what Rachel just said is exactly how I feel about those. I feel like those are the decisions he wasn't even paying attention to. I don't think he was even remotely involved in I think he thought Frozen was just like a gimme and that. His attention was elsewhere at that point in time. I, I until the data said it. Oh my god, this is going to make you money. Yeah, exactly. You watch those documentaries. I, I, if you've seen the Frozen Two, the making of documentary, I learned a lot about Jennifer Lee, who actually went to my college, UNH. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> hey, 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 shout outs. Yeah, but she she runs Disney Animation now. She was really important in the very first Frozen movie, and then you know it's just continued that franchise and. It's the most lucrative thing that Disney animation has done in a while. And so when John Laster was out, she ended up becoming the successor. But I, like, I would give her credit for that. Like Bob Iger isn't even in that documentary. Like he wasn't even involved. You see, I agree. But I mean, I guess what I was trying to say with, with regards to that is like, at least that happened on his watch. Right. I suppose. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I really don't think that anybody expected Frozen or Moana or Coco to really do well. And still to this day like we're getting a stupid little water attraction for moana that i don't think anybody wanted and it's it's taking them what upwards of what They're five years to it. build it i mean there's still no cocoa attraction i mean if we're just looking at the parks i think in order to be impressive by 2026 he is going to have to make something happen in response to epic universe if he can weather epic universe and not have disney lose a big market share, I think that will be a success. I would say this. This is hard because I don't think there's a way he can do it because I just don't think it's in his DNA to do it. I mean, look, none of this is going to happen. <laughs> this is going to happen. But I would say make Animal Kingdom a full day park. No more half day BS. Really add to Animal Kingdom and, and make that something that people want to go to. I like that. Leave. That would be the other thing that he can do. Yeah, leave. Just get out leave. of here. Yes. No more contract <laughs> extensions. Let yes. this, what is it, six contract as Disney CEO? Let this six contract as Disney CEO be <laughs> your last. Let your people go. Oh. <laughs> and lastly, they need to drop the prices in the parks. That, that's got to, they, they really have to do some serious refiguring. They've priced the average American family out of a visit to the parks, and that's shameful. Now, again, like I said, none of this is going to... My God, the hat box goes. We we still haven't got... They announced that almost a year ago, and we still don't have the damn hat box goes. The movie's opening in a week. 
It seems like the right time. Yeah. You know, you would think like all the people who are like, okay, we, I'm going to go to Disney during the summer because this is the time to go to Disney. Summer, that's when everyone has off. You know, that would be one more new thing to see. The hat box goes, no. Yeah, my thing is like they, they installed it pretty quickly at Disneyland. In a month. They, You've done it already. Yeah. <laughs> the figures, it, it's not like they're designing this thing from scratch. Yeah, it's like the Dumbos. You just copy and paste. And when it came to Disneyland, they announced it like one month. And by the next month, it was there. And no one's going to tell me this is like the f-ing Yeti where it's like, oh my God, the structure of the Walt Disney World <laughs> mansion is so different to where we have to skillfully place the hatbot go. Exactly. I mean, come on, seriously. No, it's not that freaking hard. But yeah, that's the problem. If Disney was to announce a new land right now, it's not getting built by 2026 might be the earliest you could pop- possibly get something built by. Sure. Yeah. I was just looking up at... What is it? Epic Universe supposed to open the 2025? 2025. Yeah, yeah. summer 2025. Yeah. Okay, it's 2023. It takes them on average about five years to build anything. So, Uh, yeah. Iger's got a contract till the end of 2026. Yeah, 2027 would be the earliest you probably would see something out of Disney. It's just not going to happen. He doesn't want to go. He just can't admit that he can't fix the problem he created. That's my opinion. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I mean, here's, so here's the thing, right? Um, he's there for a couple of years. He's not going to do anything that is relevant to what he did when he was in his peak, right? In his prime. He can't get any more properties that's any more popular than what you've already got. All he can really do is, one, sustain that, and then, two, try to figure out how to monetize it. But that's not an easy thing to do. This is my opinion. No, no, no. no yeah, this is not an easy yeah. thing to do in a two-year gap because they have so much stuff going on there's no way to consolidate all of that entertainment so that one the consumer can process it and then two they can figure out what's the ip that they need to go to monetize it and then like you know amp it up in the park that they can't do all that that amount of time so i think that's why they had to keep him there for that much longer so they can see how all of that stuff plays itself out and then look to bob and say all right bob what's next but yeah, there's not too much he could really do to put you over short of saving money for going to the parks, having better content. Because one of the things I, I've heard is like, oh, yeah, we spent too much money for Star Wars shows and, you know, Marvel shows and put that on Disney Plus and we're going to cut back. Nah, dude, you need to make cooler content so the fan can be a fan. Like, I didn't need to see all the crazy stuff and all the. Lizzo hanging out there with the Mandalorian. <laughs> all. I didn't need that. <laughs> I didn't need that. So I think, to answer your question, uh, yeah, he cuts out of the prices, and he makes the content for the streaming surface better, like more fun, like they did in the movies. Uh, that, that, would be, that would be helpful, I think. Did you speak your piece, uh, Rachel, on that one? Yeah, having an answer to Epic Universe. I feel like right now, they are so unprepared. <laughs> like, no doubt there's just nothing there's just nothing and you know there's only going to be so long that disney can bank on being disney exactly i think that's it right now with the parks i think they just and that's that's what was what it was before harry potter too right so before harry potter disney was disney and they had the disney properties and so they didn't worry about universal because universal wasn't disney and it wasn't going to be a thing and then universal got harry potter and they realized Maybe there are things that we that can compete with us. And I think that when we get to Epic Universe, we're going to be in a similar situation. There's going to be properties that can compete with them, and they can't just rely on being Disney. I, I agree. Which is good. Competition is healthy. Yes. 
And here's the thing. If you're looking at it from the standpoint of what I'm going to do when I get there, it used to be like, okay, he's just got to go ahead and fix the parks. Parks become too unaffordable. They haven't increased capacity. It's not about fixing the parks anymore, although the parks need help. Lots of help. You got to figure out how to fix Marvel. You got to figure out how to redo Star Wars. You got to figure out how to make Pixar Pixar again. Make make a Pixar movie an event. Yeah, it's, it's exactly it. Even, I mean, even if that's even possible anymore. They have know. wrecked almost everything. When you see something good, it's almost because you didn't even expect it to be good. Like, I just happened to watch it, and oh my god, that actually turned out to be not too bad. The longer they're there, the more they wreck. It's like, get them out now. They've lost touch. You need somebody in that job that's young, hungry, and looking to prove themselves. Yeah, I mean, as a comic book guy, like, that's a dream come true as a kid, right? To say, oh, man, all these characters I read in the book, they're out and they're, you know, they live and they're doing their thing, but absolutely in the case of the, what you call it, like, I don't, I don't but woke is just best that I got. I think that just altered the whole playing field. Well, I think if you can get back to making movies with more of a universal message and less preachy bullshit, I think that would be better. Yeah. But I don't think that it's fair to just sweep it all under the rug of woke. I think it's just that Disney believes in, they like to say, what is it? Um, Capitalizing on a moment at a time? Well, they like, no, it's a, a diversity and inclusion. They like to use a diversity and inclusion. Diversity and inclusion is a fine concept. But your movie shouldn't be structured around that. It should be structured around a story that's universal. Like, if I'm watching Beverly Hills Cop, there's no part of me that's like, yeah, but I identify with Rosewood. I identify with... <laughs> no, you're, you're identifying with Axel, Axel Foley. Foley. Yeah. You know, if I watch Straight Outta Compton, I'm not saying, oh, Jerry Heller, that's my guy. <laughs> if I'm watching the Jeffersons, I'm not saying, yeah, I want to be like Tom Willis. Good characters transcend all that. Absolutely. You don't need to address all those issues you just need to present what well, good a storytelling yeah, yeah what you're saying I, I we, say we've, this we've said this on the show all like, the time good storytelling will save all i yeah. had like i test people with this all the time because you know i got nothing to do on my day job but whenever <laughs> someone i talk to they about disney or something they like i'll give you an example a girl asked me about she said, you like did, did you see the little mermaid I'm like, no, I didn't. Like the new one, the recent one. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. What's the girl's name? Allie Berry? Haley. It's not Allie Berry. Bailey. Not Haley Bailey. 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 That is such a mean trick. Haley Bailey. Because it's like, ooh, Halle Berry going underwater. Well, you know, yeah. Halle Berry is, you know, she's special. She's special. She's, she's beautiful. Well, yeah. she's older now. <laughs> not to me. She's <laughs> old. You like me with Alyssa Milano with that. Yeah, I, I'll take that. <laughs> but it, but it's the thing like, you know, the girl said, did I see it? And I was like, no, I didn't see it. And then she's like, well, I saw it. I'm like, okay, why did you see it? I'm like, did you see it? Because you saw the cartoon. You want to see how it looked live. You just want to see it because, you know, the mermaid was a sister. So it was because she's a sister. And I had to identify blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great. Now, when they make another movie of this or when they just have the little mermaid does that inspire you to see the little mermaid like the property she's like no i'm like well see they lost you right there because you got what you want but now you're not any more invested in that character to say i want to know more and that's where that's a brilliant point yeah well you know i know a few things sometimes but you know <laughs> that's where these that's where these stories they get lost because somebody wants to see a representation of themselves but doesn't understand to daddy's point that the character has to be better than that it has to transcend just the political it has to 
hit the heartstrings of everyone. Everyone that, that's that's dead, and and that's the and that's the thing, right? Like uh, like people like the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're like, they're like, oh man, you, you get Miles, he's black, and you get Peter, he's white, and you get you know Miguel, is he's you know Hispanic, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, you get all of that, but all Spider Man. Like, did did you like the stories that they made about them? You know, when they were in the comic books, I didn't know they made comic books. I'm like, well, go read it. Then. Like, you're not <laughs> even you're not even invested in the person past the one product. And that's the problem. Or oh, the one aspect. That one aspect. The right. one aspect. Yeah. That's why, like, you know, like Superman and, and Wonder Woman, all these characters that were in the 50s and, and, you know, before. I mean, even Black Panther, dare I say, right? Because there was something that was identifiable about them. And, you know, God rest, you know. Stanley saw him, you know, with the X-Men. He I was thought like, you were going to say Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but I was going to say, like, with the X-Men, Stanley took that to racism. And he was like, hey, look, this is Malcolm X's group versus Martin Luther King's group. And then here you go. They all just have cool powers. In other words, again, that transcends what you're seeing. Yes. There's a depth with people, you know, so it, it, it comes, it sounds it like, comes like a lot of you, people are, right. are too In other words, what you're saying is that you don't yeah. have to be a Baptist parishioner or a member of the Nation of Islam to identify with the struggles as long as it's told in a way that everyone can identify. Like, when you watch X-Men, you're like, yeah, what if I was born different? Right, what if that's and the thing? Yeah. That's the thing. you got to put that person in, that, in, in those shoes. Right, and you can always have someone who happens to be Muslim, Protestant, mm-hmm. oh, sure. you know, purple hair, orange hair. They got a ball in there. But if you don't believe in that product, then it's never going to carry forward. And the stuff that they have here, to bring it back, the stuff that they have here in the, in the Disney Plus that should help to amplify that Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's not because it all falls flat. I mean, we've covered so much stuff on that ad nauseum. No need to do that. But yeah, it doesn't carry true to what it needs to to bring it to another generation to identify with these characters. I wanted to ask uh, Rachel a question uh, real quick before we... we wrap yeah, up yeah. here please do when you were talking about fixing disney and stuff like that did were you talking about adding a fifth park to compete with epic universe when you're saying that about having to answer epic universe talking about a fifth park or are you talking about fixing what they have i mean i would like a fifth park but i think even if they just did some expansions on what they have they could i think there's enough that they could do that would be enough to drive people to say oh we have to go check out disney I couldn't agree more because there's a part of me. It's like for years we've heard rumors about a fifth land based on villains, and you saw that D twenty three presentation. Oh yeah, and they're like, oh, we can just put that in the back of the park. We got room for it. And it's like, well, yeah, do that. <laughs> like, yeah, can, can come we, on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> like, fine, cool. No need for a fifth park. Like, let's go beyond. Fix the parks that you have. Add capacity to what you already have. That would be great. Do you fall in love with him? Then he he pulls that off. No, there you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> not a not a chance in hell. Would I feel a little bit better about it? I guess. They're building something. Something's go. coming. I don't think it's going to come by, what is it, uh, September? I don't think it's going to be coming by September. But something <laughs> will be coming down the pike. It doesn't take a whole lot of intelligence to be able to say, here, look, this is how we can improve the park situation in the long term. Because building this stuff takes time. What is he going to do in the short term? Because... If one thing Bob Iger has shown us is that he has no problem maxing out the Disney credit card to buy what he wants he, and then figuring out how it'll get paid for later. He's totally fine with doing that. And, and the way he always did it, and this is part of the reason I don't like him, the way he always figured out a way to pay for things was being like, 
Yeah, you know what? Those people going to the parks are not paying enough. Let's figure out a way to monetize it even more. And that's why the average Disney vacation is just unaffordable for a family over three people right now. Well, maybe not unaffordable, but I mean, with a lot of sacrifice. It used to be you would, that was the tagline, wasn't it? You'd leave your Disney vacation planning your next one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now you leave your Disney vacation being like, gee, I really hope we can come back in three years. I hope I got a house when I yeah. get it. <laughs> they did just bring back the bounce back offers. I don't know that that's making it any more. F- like, I mean, obviously it's making it a little bit more affordable because it's a discount, but it's not big enough that I think it's changing the game. But it is something else that came back. Well, man, this has been a hefty discussion. And make sure you get in touch with us. We want to hear your points, whether it's in the group or if you shoot us an email, show at magicarway.com to let us know what you think about all this. Uh, what even asked, address the question that Danny asked uh, back in November is like, what would do it for you to win Iger over to what, uh, what's his name? The Nike guy, I would say, is one of the world's best CEOs. Oh uh, you know, by the end of 2026, what, what, what would he have to do for that? Just know? do it. <laughs> Just <laughs> but um, <laughs> just leave. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, look, man, this is one of the few shows that uh, honors every opinion that's out there in the uh, the universe. I mean, we don't censor. We just, if you got something, we're gonna read it as, as and and I'll read it as dramatically as you want me to. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at that. Reading. Yeah. So if you want a dramatic reading, I'll do it. If you just want it read straight, I'll do that too. Just let me know. Uh, however you want it. We well, got to put modes in how you read stuff. Now. No, you just need to bring some bongos and back me up. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I can yeah, just hit yeah. the table. Yeah, you could do yeah, that too. I mean, yeah, we Perfect. could make it a new tier in Patreon. You could do a poetry slam. Yes, oh, yes. spoken <laughs> word slam. I like that. Tier. I love it. I, love I like it. like getting to our inner creative. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, guys, if you want to learn about the other tiers of Patreon, man, or if you want to share your opinions further, man, we're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. Well, y'all, we hope you enjoyed that discussion about, you know, Iger's extension and all the stuff, man. Look, if you want to learn more about us, go to magicourway.com. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more, even our store. And if you want to get in touch with us, like I said, to share your opinions on any of this stuff, you can do so through the following ways. First, shoot us an email at show at magicourway.com or call or text us at 1-815-MOWEEKEND. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEND. Mo weekend six six nine six six nine four two two six. There six, it is. Six, there's a lot of s's. Six six <laughs> I, I got stuck in the s's. S- S- studio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cobra Commander. And look, uh, there's a couple of people who do things outside of the podcast. First of all, we got Eli does things with comics. Eli, what's up, sir? Yes, sir. Thank you. As always, you could go out there on the internet and pay me a visit www.ivycomics.com where you can see everything I've worked on fully colored 48 pages the only ad is for this podcast because it's worth it but that's less as you get from Marvel, DC, Image, Boom Studios Dark Horse, I'm just one guy doing it uh, you can check out the work I have Project Geisha Savages and the Bali Be Damned uh, there's also links to this podcast so you never miss a beat never miss an episode All right, so you get all that good synergy in there so uh, please support the art. And uh, I want to say thanks to Mr. John, John Mar, like uh, the guy that we met. And what kind of the oh, fellow yeah, musician. yeah. So I was the Captain America fan. And mm-hmm. when he ordered some books, sent that off to him, emailed it myself because like I was it took me too long. So I threw in a book. That's what I'll do if it. It takes me too long. I even give you a book. He free. recognizes the fact of what he's done, and he will make it up to you tenfold. <laughs> exactly. 
Because I care that much. He's a man of sure honor. You, if you support the art that is taking me so long to craft, I really do appreciate AMDG, that. AMDG, man for others. Uh, that's it. That's how we were raised. That's what we do. In high yes. school. Yeah. That's beautiful take. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, as always, please uh, support me. Support the arts right there at www.ivorycomics.com. On social media, you can find me out there, facebook.com, Eli H. Ivory, as long as you're a real person. Very lovely to meet you. But if you're a bot, don't need to greet you. I ain't got no more credit cards to be given up to people from countries I can't even pronounce. Get out of here with that. <laughs> now, um, also on Facebook, you can go to Project Gation. You go to Facebook.com. says Project Gation. There's also work that I have posted up there, like, you know, trailers and whatnot. And people do go ahead and post up their likes here. So thank you very much for that. Instagram, EIV504. You can find me there. Post up the hearts and the likes and the reels for the podcast. Just learn how to do that right now. So appreciate the love on that. And of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness, you're just bringing me the gladness. Thank you very much. But look, if you are able to afford a vacation down to any of the Disney parks, <laughs> please book it through Rachel because it'll help us. Rachel, how do they do this? Yeah. So, yeah, believe it or not, too, there are still ways to have a family budget vacation. Um, I help people work in budgets all the time. So if you're looking to visit the parks, happy to work with any budget and you can get in touch with me by emailing me. My email is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L at magicourway.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and TikTok. And my handle is at R, the letter R family magic so our family magic all one word and again that's facebook instagram youtube and tiktok you can also just call me that's pretty easy and send a text my number is 978-432-WISH so i would be honored to help your family plan a trip to disney universal cruise lines major hotel brands around the world wherever it is that you're looking to go we can help make it exactly what you want and create some magical family memories. So please get in touch with me. You know, that's a good point. It's like, I, I think we all do some shows and figure out how Rachel handles your budget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I can do that. Yeah. So guys, look, if you want to access all the info we just mentioned, go to magicarway.com forward slash about us. Also, if you want to elevate your support of the Magic Our Way podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash magic our way. There you'll find six awesome tiers, maybe seven. Maybe we'll have that spoken word, poetry, bongos thing that Rachel brought up. Yeah. Level, yeah. you know, and, and do all that for you. Hey, look, do it on Patreon or email us, show at magicarway.com. If you want that tier, we'll give it to you. We'll figure out a price point. <laughs> Does that price point include bongo lessons? By He's a natural percussionist. He's what? a drummer. Yeah. You just got to feel it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever the bongos ah. take you, you just got to just hit the heads and just... Ooh, dude, if, if there's enough pain, I'll try to sing like, I don't know. You got to hit the the, the, the woosa and just like let the bongos go. Like Andy Kaufman, like, I think it's yeah, whatever can. you want. Yeah. If, it, if it's paid for, I'll. You want to do the Andy Kaufman version or you could do like the Dave Chappelle version? Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, All let right. me practice on it. But if, the, if it's being paid for, on it. On it. On it. Guys, look. Anyway, and you can support us, man, is always appreciated. And we want to thank you for being a loyal listener. And we always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome in the Magic Army podcast. So make sure you get in touch with us today. So, Mohicans, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. Magic out. And you are. Bye.